Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We're your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. Hello, weirdos. This is Stephanie. This is Andrew. And we are here with episode number 15. 15. Number 15. Yay! Thank you all for being here. And Andrew has been working very diligently. Very diligently. On these episode notes. Um, I've been working very diligently on some papers for graduate school. (laughs) But equally important, you wrote this episode for today. I mean, honestly, this is much more important. Right. Right, then you... I, I, not being sarcastic, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I was being 100% sarcastic. <laughs> so, babe, why don't you tell us what weird history stories you have for all of us today? Well, before I get into the story, I oh. just want to say mm-hmm. that you only have what, less than two more weeks of school left. Mm-hmm. And that is true. you're going to be graduating soon. This is going to be the last episode that I do before you're done with school. I know. Yeah. That's so I just wanted to take a moment and like show how awesome you are or That's, just show gratitude to how awesome you are. Thank you. That's so sweet. That means so much. I can't wait to be done. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Well, enough of like praising you, I guess. Um going <laughs> going into the story. Yeah. This was actually a pretty interesting one and this is going to go this is going to be the farthest we've gone back in history. Uh-huh. Um so, I titled this episode, Strike It Down. Strike It Down. I like it. Very forceful. S- very forceful because this is the story of the very first labor strike in history. The very first labor the strike? The very first. We're going all the way back. And it's, you say this is like the oldest. Fa- like the oldest, the farthest in history. What? Yeah. How, like what type of like, hmm. I don't know, what type of like civilization do you think this is? Oldest labor strike. Yes. Is it like American? Is no. it English? No. What do you think? I mean, if it's the farthest we've gone, we've gone really far back into history. So this would be like the ancient Greeks or the Etruscans or something like that. Even farther back. This is the ancient Egyptians. Ooh, ancient Egyptian labor strike? Yes. And I we love actually it. have a record of this, which is amazing. That is so crazy. Unlike over. Th- 3,000-year-old papyrus scroll. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was actually, like, surprisingly, like, semi-well-documented. Wow. I'm so interested to learn more. It's, like you said, first of all, it's crazy that we even have access to this information. I know. And I to, like, the viewers and to you, mm-hmm. I want to... Um, I wanted to, like, kind of, I wrote this down specifically because I wanted to show you, like, how far back this actually is. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, put um, it into context. I'm exactly what that's going to do. So, 
And yes, listeners, you heard that correctly. This happened over 3,000 years ago in ancient Egypt. So to put that in perspective, this is almost 300 years before Athens, Athens even gains prominence in Greece, before they're even like a big deal. Okay. This is over 400 years before Romulus's legendary founding of Rome. I can't even. This is almost <laughs> 700 years before the Spartans' famous battle of Thermopylae, the 300 battle. Yeah. And then this is over 1,000 years before Julius Caesar is assassinated. That is insane. Yeah, over 1,000 years before Julius Caesar is assassinated. So this is ancient history this even to Caesar. So, yeah, this would be ancient to Caesar. This would be old to Caesar, man. Wow. Yes. You're setting a really cool scene. This I know. old stuff. And especially what I love about this, too, is like, um, you know, I'll get into this later, but they had no idea how big of a deal this was at the time. Um, yeah. And because, and especially because we usually think of labor strikes um, of things that happened in the 19th and 20th centuries. That's exactly what I would think. And yeah. well, you know, if, unless you're in France, then it's about every two weeks. Exactly. When the train operators go Those are literally, <laughs> literally the two things I was thinking. Of. Yeah, seriously, like, right? New York in the 19th century or France right now. <laughs> yeah, France for the last 300 years. Yeah. Apparently. That's so crazy. But, um, so, you know, now that we have a little bit of context, mm-hmm. you know, we can continue to set the stage with like some of the precipitating factors that went on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So this is we're focusing on Egypt at a time where they are the biggest kid on the block mm-hmm. and its power is pretty much at its zenith. Okay. It's So this is the ancient height. Egypt that we think of. Yes, but like kind of later on. This is in the what's called the New Kingdom period. So okay. there's the old Yeah, ancient Egypt by the way like lasted for thousands and thousands of years even longer than like Rome. So, so I crazy. know it's really weird to and think about. And definitely not something that I think we really acknowledge when we think about no, Egyptian like, history. You can go back like 2000 years at this point and you're still in like ancient Egypt, like as a, you know, kingdom wow, period. The, it's nuts. The history. And I would love to go to Egypt. Yeah. The history in Egypt is There's, incredible. I mean, it, it, like I could spend hours just going over like kind of the nuances and like the details of like the different, like, you know, periods of this empire. But like, you know, we don't have the time for that. Right. But, you know, I will say, like, you know, that this is towards kind of the end. Like, it's at its zenith, but it's really only downhill from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, that's, like, a kind of, like, a slow roll downhill. Like, that takes hundreds and hundreds of years instead yeah. of just, like, a sharp is, decline. Yeah, typically how empires fall. Exactly. So, Egypt is also considered an empire at this point, and its territorial expansion not only includes all of, you know, of course, present-day Egypt, but large swaths of Sudan and Eritrea, which mm-hmm. is like a small African country, in the, to the south, mm-hmm. portions of Libya to the west, and mm-hmm. Israel, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, and even into southern Turkey, into, the, into like the west. I had no idea. Yeah. Southern Turkey, wow. Yeah, seriously. It's pretty nuts. Um, you know, an important reason to like how this kind of immense expansion happened was, Mm -hmm. you know, amongst other things, you know, heightened military, Mm -hmm. you know, sociological, you know, economic, whatever factors, Mm -hmm. there was one actual, um, important cultural thing Mm -hmm. that led to this and it's called, um, MAT, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's spelled M-A apostrophe A-T. M-A apostrophe A-T. So Matt. Matt. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Uh-huh. 
and like its strict adherence the country from the pharaoh all the way down to slaves so that's what matt matt means is strict adherence the practice of well the sent the like basically it essentially boils down to the concept of universal and i have this in quotes uh-huh. communal and personal balance which allowed for the world to function as it should according to the will of the gods Mm, that's so, so interesting. Yeah, so it's almost kind of like this, like, kumbaya, like, we are all in it together kind of mentality. You know, and this could be, like, um, a really bad comparison because I obviously don't know enough about either culture, but it reminds me of uh, when Elizabeth Gilbert reflects on her time in Bali. She just, and we've been, but mm-hmm. but still, a really beautifully rich culture. She describes Balinese culture as, like, a beehive. Mm. Like, everyone has a purpose and a place at all times, and that's what Matt sounds yeah, like to me. honestly, at, like, from what I researched, <laughs> that sounds actually a really good description of it. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Um, and in fact, like, the Pharaoh's kind of and biggest prerogative was to ensure Matt and to uphold and facilitate it as a way of life. Wow. Yeah, that was, like, his number one or his or her number one goal. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty intense, you know. That's, that's really a, intense. So, like, this is obviously very important. Yeah, it's universal balance to please the gods. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this had been the kind of the custom for thousands of years, mm-hmm. from the old kingdom into the middle kingdom and into the new. What we're now into the new kingdom and mm-hmm. towards, honestly, towards the end, latter part of the new kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's fast forward to the rule of. Our boy, Ramses III, okay. who was in power from 1186 B.C. Mm-hmm. to 1155 B.C. Mm-hmm. So a period of like a little over 30 years. Mm-hmm. He ruled actually pretty peacefully for the first 20 years of his reign That's until nice. the quote-unquote sea people attacked. Oh no, the sea people. The sea people. The I Atlanteans? Know. Atlanteans, I think. That's that's accurate. Okay. Yes. Um, it's funny you say that, though, because historians really aren't sure about, like, who, who the these sea- people are. Really? Oh, yeah. they haven't identified, like, oh, it's nope. very obviously. They think it could have been the Mycenaeans, which mm-hmm. is, like, you know, like, kind of like the proto-Greeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, that's only a guess. We really have no idea who these people are. The sea people. We know, though, that um, Ramses successfully fended them off and, like, pretty much quote-unquote, pwned them. Okay, pwned, yeah. Yeah, he pwned them. I'm sure that's how he would and describe then, it. And then, you know, like, it was either, like, it was a it was a massacre. Like, you know. How? They sailed into the mouth of the Nile. They had archers on both sides of the Nile to shoot arrows at them. And so they just got, like, pwned, basically. The sea people must have not understood what they were getting themselves I into. I do not think. Because they brought, like, their families and everything along for the ride. So, like, so they thought it was going to be an easy victory, which to me is, like, wow, they vastly underestimated their opponent. Or I wonder... And we'd probably have to do, like, much deeper research into this. I wonder if they were even trying to conquer or if they were just showing up. I think they were. Cause okay. They, it was, uh, they, should, like, arrived in, like, warships and stuff like that. Whatever. But what if that's all they had with them? I mean, who knows? We I mean, don't know Yeah, who they this are. is true. This is, this was over 3,000 years ago, so. So interesting. No but, um, yeah, kind of important, though, because, and the reason why I bring this up is because mm-hmm. wars cost money. And that this depleted the imperial coffers quite significantly. Okay. 
That's important to notice. Yeah. And I like li- I literally tap my my head on this because okay. it's important to note that. So because of the the fact that they pwned the sea people. Yes. They're starting to run low on cash. This literally sounds like I'm just making this up on the fly, <laughs> but I swear this actually happened. <laughs> and I like I'm doing like a really bad job. I'm not even making up names for these people. Yeah. Like the sea people. The sea people, okay? Sounds like just like ridiculously unimaginative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, basically, we won. Let's build some temples. That's Ramsey's okay. <laughs> Ramsey's thought process here. Mm-hmm. Not really sure, you know. Like when you're feeling really good <laughs> about something you did and you take yourself shopping. Yeah, I think that's kind of what he was but doing. But like Pharaoh status. But Pharaoh status instead of shopping is like, we're going to build some temples to the gods, y'all. Okay. Um... So kind of weird, but okay. This wasn't really the generally the brightest idea because, mm-hmm. again, like I said, <laughs> coffers were empty. You need money to also do these things. Mm-hmm. You do, yes. <laughs> and, again, this is – I repeated myself, again, multiple times. However, I can't overstate the importance of this mm-hmm. because this would eventually lead – one thing would lead to another and – things wouldn't be so hunky-dory mm-hmm. as they are now. So he wanted to build these temples, but obviously construction projects cost money. And contrary to popular belief, Steph, actually I didn't know this, Egypt didn't solely rely on slave labor. In fact, that wasn't even their main source of labor. That's so interesting because when you said, when you like presented the topic of this episode as being like an ancient Egyptian labor strike, I was like, would it not just be a slave revolt? Like, no, because that's different. Yeah, yeah. This is di- this is like it's an not actual... labor when you enslave people and don't no, pay them. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they had workers. They had. They had. In fact, they needed skilled craftsmen. So these were skilled workers um, for these no large idea. projects. They kind of like almost like old school like engineers and like you know like artists. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and I they had were no not idea. cheap to employ. Mm-hmm. They cost money. So. Now to the good part, the strike itself. Mm-hmm. So it all started when the pharaoh was like straight up three weeks late to pay his peeps. This had been going on for a while, and the workers had kind of more or less taken it because of Matt. Mm-hmm. And Matt, s- yeah, they, they're like, we are fulfilling our responsibility. We're in our place. Exactly. The pharaoh will have to uphold Matt as well. Exactly. Like, it's his duties to, you know... To pay us. Right. right? So they're just thinking they're going to wait it out. Exactly. And And it's like, yeah, I'll get better. But things just never got better. This went on for like, honestly, like it went on for years. What? Yeah. So, and so finally, like at one point, he's like three weeks late to pay his peeps. And they were like, quote unquote, yo, this ain't chill, dog. Wait, so he was years late or three weeks late? No, he's, this is three. It was years of like, getting you know waiting to get paid or being paid late oh okay. and then getting, getting paid, paid. Late. yeah and then finally at this point it's like three weeks though it's like come on man right people this is go way hungry. too late yeah mm-hmm. and so and this is and it gets only weirder after this he the it actually wasn't the pharaoh the pharaoh never kind of knew about this mm-hmm. they relied on you know basically um bureaucrats underneath him to mm-hmm. facilitate payments and all of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Basically like that's facilitate not, payroll, right? Yeah, that's not a day-to-day thing the Pharaoh would exactly. do. Exactly. And, so, and, and it's actually um, stipulated that he never even knew about any of this until like much later. 
That if make, at all. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I say he, like the pharaoh, it really like, you know, the bureaucrats literally offered them barley so that they can make beer instead of just giving them money. So it's like not only did they not like. They didn't just give them beer? No. Like they didn't even <laughs> give, pay them off with booze. They just gave, pay them off with the things that could make booze. Like if. That's so lazy. I know that you are tired <laughs> constructing these pyramids. Yeah. And we haven't paid you for your work, but if you want to go home and try to make some booze to numb the pain, here you go. Basically, that's kind of exactly what happened. Wow. Also, I love that, like, beer was around back then. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Of course, beer was around. (laughs) I know. I love that. So, and again, this was, like, had been going on for literally, like, years. Mm-hmm. And this was the, just the straw that broke the camel's back. And instead of, like, continuing to work, the laborers laid down their tools and sat at the very sites of the temples they were supposed to be building. Indeed, this would be the very first labor strike. They did, like, a sit-in? A sit-in, yeah. That's so cool. Thousands of years ago. Like a peaceful protest. Kind of, yeah. And so... And it gets just, again, it just gets even weirder because, like, at this point, you know, Ramses, again, doesn't know what's going on with the the labor because his subordinates are essentially hiding it from him. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they were doing that is because if Ramses had, had figured out or had been told what was happening, he probably would have actually executed the bureaucrats for not having the situation under control. Right. Pretty harsh punishment. Right, because if... The situation isn't under control. That means Ramses isn't upholding Matt. Exactly. And that, like, you know, social unrest can ensue, and then he really isn't upholding Matt at that point. I also would wager that the bureaucrats who are failing to pay the laborers are making sure that they are still getting paid. Oh, yeah. I'm, it was because of corruption. I'm almost 100% like positive of that. This sounds eerily Familiar and relevant. <laughs> Whoa. Huh. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah. Well, we're gonna times make, change, but governments don't. Huh? Nope. We're making sure we get paid, the government, but here's like some beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Anywho. So, again, so, yeah, I, I don't think I, I don't think I mentioned this, but mm-hmm. Ramses wanted to have a festival to mark his 30th year of his reign. Okay. So he's like, yo, like, Coachella, y'all, but across the whole country. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's fine and all, but huge problem. He had a whole bunch of pissed off workers that were not given their, like, typical allotment of grain and moolah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're pissed off. Local officials have no idea how to address the situation because this was literally unprecedented, Right. And so in a move that probably inspired a French queen many years later, oh. the confused royals or royal officials were like, um, I don't know what to do, bruh. Let's let's give them some pastries. She didn't say that. <laughs> I knew. She's, I knew you were gonna get pissed off. She's yeah. misquoted. <laughs> I know, I know. Marie Antoinette's a very harshly judged historical figure. Yes, she is. But so, okay. Again, they still don't have the grains or the money to no. pay these people who are doing work. And they, so at this point they've done their protest. They're, they're protesting for years at this point. They've been protesting for years and the Pharaoh doesn't know. He doesn't know. 
Ooh, that's embarrassing. And yeah. so they're giving them pastries? Basically, yeah. And the funny thing was, they gave them pastries, and it actually worked for, like, the day. Like, it worked for a day. <laughs> they're like, they were like, okay, fine. They took the pastries home, split it with their families, whatever. They must have but been But then, hungry. literally, next day, back to striking. So it only worked for, like, literally just a day. Well, yeah, because people are, are hungry. Right, and, and it's sugar, right? So, like, it gets metabolized pretty quickly. Pastries. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, like this standoff continued to, it had already been going on for years and continued to last for months, going back and forth between working and everything, you know, going along more or less smoothly Mm -hmm. to then breaking into like sacred temples and demanding pay from priests and other royal officials. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's just like kind of back and forth. And it, and anyway, in my favorite thing is like at one point they even went as far as to take over and block all access to the Valley of the Kings. The significance of this uh-huh. is that no priests or family members of the deceased mm-hmm. were able to enter with food and drink offerings for the dead. And, you know, this was considered a super serious offense to the memory of those who had passed on to the afterlife. Wow, so this is like the opposite of Matt. Yeah, no, this going is going down. Yeah, I mean, years they're pissed off. They're like, "Yo, we're it's chaos." We're, it's pretty much chaos. You know, when officials finally appeared with armed guards and threatened to remove the men by force, mm. a, one striker responded that he would damage the royal tombs. Do it before they could move against him. So the two sides were stalemated. Mm-hmm. That's right. Damage yeah. those tombs. Damage those tombs. You deserve. To get paid for your labor. I know, right? Yeah, I'm on their side, obviously. Oh, yeah, no, totally. I mean, this was literally just complete negligence and and um, and just malfessence, I guess, on the part of the government. Yeah, they were completely inept. Completely. And then they were like, you're still going to do whatever we want and whatever we say, right? Yeah. And then the people were like, no. <laughs> Sprinkle some corruption by, like, officials. Of course. You have yourself a party. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, terrible. So, eventually, at some point, though, um, you know, work either concluded or, the, you know, the workers were finally paid what they were owed, mm-hmm. and the strike finally ended after years. I wonder what the... Do you think it's this stalemate situation that was the motivating factor for the bureaucrats to get their stuff together? I mean, you could only speculate, but I think, honestly, it, it probably was a... a like a part of it, but because if they had done that, if they had damaged a royal tomb, it's very likely that the pharaoh would have found out. Oh, absolutely, and everyone's heads would have rolled. Yeah, no, that, that's a really, actually, a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know to be honest with you. That is insane, though. That like governments have been this stupid for so long. <laughs> for I so long. That's really what's astounding me. I'm like, wow, it's never been... <laughs> it's never been good. Yeah, it's never <laughs> been efficient. Yeah, I think government and efficiency should just, like, never be used in the same sentence. One can hope that one day... One day. Yes. Yeah, I definitely... Like, I think our grandchildren would die of old age before that happens, and then still it'll be a thousand years. You're such an optimist. It's <laughs> yeah. one of the things I love the most about you. <laughs> so, remember when I mentioned uh-huh. Matt earlier? Yeah. I'm sure you did because I think we've repeated it like multiple times already. Yeah. But um, I didn't mention that all willy-nilly. This is actually pretty important. Okay. So the workers here really felt 
and this was actually documented, mm-hmm. that um, the officials in charge of paying them were in breach of Matt. Like, yes. were actual formally in breach of it, which is, or was, a huge deal. Uh-huh. Like, huge. Ew. Yeah. So this type <laughs> of mentality had been the preeminent way of thinking for millennia, and for yes. all intents and purposes, it, it looks like there were, you know, deep fractures in that framework, which would have dire consequences for Egypt. Okay, I yeah, based on their universe and the way that their culture, this totally makes sense. Yeah. And the way things have always been done. 100%. And mm-hmm. there's really, like, kind of two major points that come to mind when I think of the strike. Mm-hmm. And both would have incredibly important consequences, not only for Egypt, but honestly the history of the world. Right. Right, so, because as you mentioned at the beginning, this empire was so vast. It was, yes. And it was really important. And this this event, which I don't think they understood the importance of this event. I mean, there's no way they could have. Yeah, we don't really always understand. It's it's rare that we understand that we're living in a, a time that will change everything. Exactly. And they certainly word. Or they certainly were. Uh-huh. Word. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, again, being going back to that breakdown of in Matt, I think this was kind of the sort of the beginning of the end for them. Mm. So again, like I mentioned in the beginning, like this, they're at the zenith of its power, mm-hmm. but it would only go downhill from here. Mm-hmm. Ramses III was considered kind of the last great king of the new kingdom period. Okay. And, um, and I, and kind of going back to the strike, uh, it eventually became a blueprint of future workers on what to do when Mm -hmm. they weren't getting their way. Good for them. Good for them. I think so. You know, and I think it's safe to assume that this, this strike though, in particular was pretty just the workers were literally only arguing to just get paid what they were owed. Of course. Yes. However, though, future strikes weren't as just and as kind of clear as these. Okay. So for example, like oftentimes workers would then strike because they just wanted more money. Like, out of the blue. They were just like, oh, we're not getting paid enough. Maybe they weren't getting Maybe, paid enough. I mean, enough. again, like, that's... <laughs> the, and that's a possibility, right? Yeah. Um, and Or they just is. wanted, you know, some other concessions, which, again, like, may or may not have been just. But the consequence was that these became more frequent. Yes, of course. And so... And would continue, you know, basically continue to not work um, until they're de- either, A, their demands were met, or, B, you know you know, which would eventually become more often the case. Hmm. Um, they were like forced back to work under the threat of violence. That's terrible. Yeah. So basically what I'm trying to skip to here mm-hmm. very eloquently, I might add, mm-hmm. I'm not being eloquent at all. Okay. But <laughs> that, you know, essentially the hairline fracture of Matt that, you know, began with the very first strike became like full blown breaks Later yeah. on, it would eventually lead to the end of the New Kingdom period. And, again, hmm. the consequence of this for Egypt was that it would never be the same powerhouse that it had been. That's interesting because it's almost like the workers in the this initial first strike that you're talking about, when they claim that these bureaucrats are in breach of Matt and, you know, how that jeopardizes the Egyptian empire, they're right yeah. in a way. Exactly. They didn't do what they were meant to do, and that had these massive, like, this big butterfly effect almost, like a domino right. effect, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. 
Um, and yeah, and again, I'm glad you said that too, because like, I'm not trying to like paint the the workers here and being like, oh, they're the reason why, you know, Egypt fell. There's, there's right. many reasons for like why they fell, but it is interesting to note that, you know, this very first strike kind of, you know, maybe kicked that snowball down the hill that eventually mm-hmm. became, you know, ginormous and brought down this empire. Mm-hmm. It disrupted order. Exactly. And to, you know... The first thing that comes to my mind with that is that while this just such a different world and such a different time, obviously, than we can even imagine, like this empire, most empires aren't Mm -hmm. known for peace and for taking care of their people. So it's like they all have an expiration date. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's almost when you look back at history, it's trying to find out what was the thing that led to the inevitable. Right. Or that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always, like, a powder keg. or Yeah, there's always something. What lights them? What starts the match that and lights it, the fuse? And when that fuse is lit, it also leaves room for a whole new world. Exactly. And I'm glad you said that because that literally kind of, like, brings the conclusion to my first point is mm-hmm. that it's fracturing eventually made it weak and more fragile, you know, and paved way for other empires in the area like that right their arch nemeses the the hittite empire okay. which eventually fall and then finally it would be come crashing down and ushered in the greco-roman period mm-hmm. with the conquering of egypt by alexander the great yeah yeah and then it would and that would then that lasted up until the, the byzantines fell in egypt wow so long time right and culturally like obviously like we said People, st- we, we, so at least from what I understand in Western culture, we are so proud of our rights as workers or mm-hmm. like we really cherish our rights as like the right to, to strike if you're being treated unfairly is something that is still so important today. Yeah. That literally led to a whole new way of thinking and realizing like, wait, just cause you're the boss and you have the money doesn't mean you have the power. Because without me, you don't have product. That's so funny you say that because that's literally my second point. Really? Yes. The second is the importance of the labor market. Yay. We're so in sync. I know. And it's funny because like (laughs) I had mentioned this earlier too in the episode that Uh they had no idea what to do with this because they're like, (laughs) you guys just aren't going to work. Here's some cake. Uh, Do we give them beer? No, no. Just give them barley so they can make beer. Okay. Uh, That's not working. Um. Here's some pastries. You want those? Right. They had no idea. And this is really the first real account of labor being taken seriously. And we're mm-hmm. no longer just manual labors use, being used as pawns to mm-hmm. just make things for like, you know, a pharaoh or like some other royal, like, you know, family or wealthy people. Yeah. Some wealthy people that don't give a shit about them. Give a shit about <laughs> yeah. your humanity. Yeah. Exactly. And in a way, you know, this would pave the way for all futures, you know, future workers' rights laws, edicts, and even like company policies, right? Yeah. That have existed and exist to this day. That is so like crazy. Even, like a lot of company policies that, you know, like give you twenty one days of PTO or whatever, mm-hmm. right? I'm just throwing that out there. Ironically, that's how many days of PTO I have a year. Mm-hmm. Um that's not like something that's mandated by the government, right? Mm-hmm. That's just something that my company offers me as part of my compensation package mm-hmm. so that, you know, it is, you know, something that attracts talent, right? Mm-hmm. Attra- attracts the top labor. Because 
labor matters. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Or even the simple fact that if you, hopefully, you know, if you work overtime, you get paid time and a half or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that cut, that all, both of those examples can be traced back to these badass Egyptians. Yeah, these weirdos in Egypt, like yeah. 3,000 plus years oh ago. Oh my gosh, being like, the bureaucrats must have been like, who are these weirdos? <laughs> I know. Like, what do you mean you're not going to work? <laughs> like, oh. But we just keep promising to pay you and then we don't do it. Why wouldn't you work? I don't understand. <laughs> I know. No, and it's funny because it sounds ludicrous to us, but that was literally their thought process back then. Yes, it does sound ludicrous to us, but these were the trailblazers, the yeah. first people to pave the way and be like, wait a second, if you're not paying me, why am I showing up every day? I know, pretty cool, huh? Good for them. Pretty cool. I like them. Yeah, and I am grateful that they were weird. Yeah, they were weird. And they made, yeah, they made a new world. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even know. They didn't know. They would have no idea that we'd be talking about the ramifications of that today. They would not. And I'm sure it must have been scary and intimidating to be like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. But it really paid off, literally. It literally paid <laughs> off. <laughs> well, that is my story. The story of the very first labor strike in history. And what did you title this? Again? Strike it down. Strike it down. I love that so much. I know. I knew like the, before I even like started my show notes when I like figured out this was going to be an episode. I'm like, that's the name of this title. Yes. Strike it down. Strike down the, the jerks. <laughs> I don't know what they were called. The, the Pharaoh and, and ruling class. Yeah. Meanies. Meanies. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> well, thank you so much for teaching us about the very first like recorded labor strike in labor history. Strike in that happened history. again. Like I can't, I'm a huge, like, Romanophile, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, I'm obsessed with Rome. Thousand years before Caesar was assassinated. Over a thousand years. Like, that's ridiculous. Super impressive that we know that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, right? Thanks, babe. No worries. And we also wanted to just say thank you to everyone who has, you know, rated and reviewed our podcast thus far, we're mm-hmm. obviously still like a fledgling podcast, but we see those those five stars and we see those really nice comments from you guys and we just want to say thank you. And if you have a weird history episode that, or like a weird history topic, I suppose, that you want us to do, where can they reach us, babe? They can reach us at mm-hmm. historyforweirdos at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can also like hit us up at, mm-hmm. at historyforweirdos on Instagram. And then also at Twitter. Yes. And then also we have a TikTok, which is at history underscore four underscore weirdos. Lots of places to get in touch with us because we want to meet more weirdos. So yes. please don't be shy. Reach out. You have any ideas, any comments, any corrections, suggestions. We are, are here to listen. Exactly. We love you, weirdos. We love you, weirdos. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>